Welcome to This Marketing Show, hosted by award-winning B2B sales performance coach, Rick Lambert, who has been selected by many of the world's most recognized companies to help them market and sell to win. Let's join Rick now. Hey, Rick, welcome to This Marketing Show. Here I am on with you again, third week. Am I going to get fired after this week or are we going to continue on? Hey, listen, based on the feedback, I'll be the one that gets let go. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is, uh, you know, a lot of people I don't think realize what you do within our company at Into and Sell to Win. And, uh, you know, you're very involved in selecting, recruiting, interviewing the Gen Zs coming our way. And we've got a few on our team, by the way. Um, but you're also the host of our virtual events that a lot of our customers run because they want to outsource to somebody to do registration, host it, all that stuff. And you're just doing an awesome job. So I thought today, if we can shift you from uh, event host over to, you know, what's the magic around getting a Gen Z? I think a lot of employers, at least our customers anyway, are saying, hey, how do I manage this new thing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Gen Z or a millennial for that matter, right? That younger generation. Um, you know, one of, one of the things with us is, is we do have those young people on our, on our team and they're great and they bring passion and all those things. But when I'm interviewing them, I, I ask some unique questions because I, I want a little window into, you know, what do they like? Have they ever failed? Right, because they're accustomed to being great. They never fail. They never fail, and they'll tell you that. They'll tell you they've never failed. And you know, Um, just to frame it in, though, before we go in, like I think people would be surprised. Like millennials, okay, they were the warm-up round for Gen Z. Yeah. You know, maybe let people know, Melissa, how old a Gen Z and a millennial is, because I think people would be surprised. Yeah. No, absolutely. I sorry, I hopped right in there. Um, Gen Zs are between ten and twenty-five. Um, so there's a big window there. And then uh, millennials are between 26 and 41. So so we're now hiring, and I'm sure our viewers are hiring Gen Zs out of university, college, whatever situation. And so today we want to talk about some interview strategies that we've seen our clients use or we use ourselves because we picked up best practices that you can use to select the best Gen Z. Now, hey, as we get into it here, I was talking to a business owner about the topic today. And she was saying, Rick, you know, we've gone from a higher, slow, fire, fast mentality in today's job market to if someone's available, we've got to hire quickly. And I think we're going to try and do today is just if you're speeding up the hiring process, make sure you do it in the best way. Anyway, what were your ideas there? Most of you're going to suggest. Yeah. So let me just preface it with saying they're known to be job hoppers, right? Because they want to fulfill their own needs. They have their own goals. Um, And obviously, as a business owner or person hiring, you want to keep them there as long as you possibly can and keep them happy. Um, So you want to make it easy for them to choose you. Um, And it is a unique process for sure. Uh, Now, did I say process or process? U.S. or Canadian? Depends which way we go. (laughs) Speaking of making it easy, one thing I think we highly suggest is for people to take a look at their website and say, is it Gen Z centric? And I can tell you that a lot of the careers pages of whatever you've got yours called, they look like actually applications for retirement homes. I mean, the <laughs> graphics are so outdated, the language. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're trying to catch a fish, use the right bait. Sorry to take you out. No, you're you're totally right. You bring up a really great point because, and, and we talk about that all the time because 
they're an electronic group. They're a digital technologically advanced group. They're not filling out an old school form. They're not sending you an email. They're going to your website or they're going to Indeed or Monster or whatever. They want it easy and fast. What else here? Personality fit. I always ask them, what's your perfect work week look like? That gives me insight, right? Into do they want flex they hours? Say Tuesday and Thursdays would be good yeah, for me. Exactly, yeah. half a day. Um, but that gives you insight, right? Are they are they looking for flex hours? Are they looking for a hybrid work environment? Are they fine with fully virtual, or are they fine with going to an office? So, what does that look like for them? Um, what kind of relationship would you like to have with your boss? Do you want them to be a pal, right? Uh, or are you good with constructive criticism? There, there's where I went with that whole failure piece because um, they're used to being rewarded for everything. And, oh, you're great. You can do anything you set your mind to. Um, and so if they say they haven't had failure, I say, really? And then I dig a little deeper and then eventually they'll come out with something. And I'll ask them, what lesson did you learn? Because then it just kind of scopes it. You know what I mean? And in the way that I kind of want it to go. Oh, I, I know what you mean. I've got two Gen Z's uh, <laughs> that I live with on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, I think our era um, is, you know, much more adverse to setbacks, uh, ready for setbacks. Um, and, you know, I always ask salespeople, and we'll get into some sales specific questions for Gen Z's coming up here you know, tell me about a time when you lost a deal, you failed at something like, what was it back to your digging in? And then how did they recover? And it's amazing how few, you know, can really put together a story. So you're not just looking for how they recovered from, you know, this failure, but how do they communicate? Because if you're hiring them for a customer facing position, which is what I think we're talking about today, you know, they got to be able to dance a little bit on their feet, explain something and then, you know, go to the next thought process and explain it to you. Bang on, Rick. And you kind of are at the end of what I was going to say at the end of it all. I want them to tell their story and really explain because sometimes they just have a pat answer or one they think you want to hear so that you'll hire them. Um, and so, yeah, digging in and, and just getting to the heart of it. I throw them for a loop too. I like to ask them a random question, like, tell me about a, a TV character or a Netflix character that best describes you, right. And your work ethic. And then, you know, you can kind of see what their fit is into your company culture and, and how, you know, do they have a, do they have a humorous side? So who would be a TV character that you would emulate if I put you <laughs> Oh man, you're throwing me a curveball right on the spot. Why don't you tell me who I emulate? How about that? You've known me for many, many years. Let's well, not no, even no, tell no. anybody. That would, that would be a good way to dodge it. Uh, people tell me I'm like Shrek, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know who you would be, but I'm just giving your own sauce back at you. I think it's okay. a great question because they got to be able to think, right? And that's the person that we want. Absolutely. Now you got me thinking. Uh, I have ones that people have told me internally, so we'll we'll see. I have been called a pit bull one or two times before in the past. Okay. Anyway, um, you know what else was I thinking here? Ask about job expectations um, because they want a job that meets their needs, that's fulfilling to them, and I want to know why did you apply, and what do you expect to get out of the experience. And did you check out our website? Do you know what we even do? I've had people actually tell me, no, I have no idea what you do. Or our clients have told me the same thing. They'll hire, they're in a hiring process and people have no idea. Well, I think that, um, you know, one of the things that's proven successful for us, and I know our clients as well, 
is we suggest to our clients to go right into the universities or the local colleges and talk to the professors, the teachers, the athletic coaches, and get them to give you eyes into who the elite players are, the performers, et cetera. And uh, they'll pretty often give you a tip in terms of, you know, who you may want to select for your team and who you don't. I think a lot of people rely on, you know, these digital onboarding or digital, you know, recruiting platforms, which are great, by the way, for reach mm-hmm. and exposure. For sure. Um, but sometimes it's nice to have someone inside say, you know what, these are the two you want out of the class. And we've been really successful at Into Absolutely. Communications with our affiliation with Fanshawe College, which we're really proud of, um, in having uh, selected year over year, we believe are some of the top uh, ones coming out of that program. So um, what else are you thinking there, Melissa, in terms of Gen um, volunteer work or charity. How are you involved? Because that is something really big for them. They love to give back to society, um, et cetera. So I always go there. Um, I always want to know, you know, what, are, what do you do in your spare time? Are you on a team? Are you part of a sports team? Are you competitive? Do you have an edge? Um, are you a good team player? I mean, I think all of that comes in even with the volunteering piece. And, you know, that often depends on the role too, right? Because we've Absolutely. got some people on our team that are, you know, coders and a coder <laughs> may, may not appear on TikTok as often as a right. marketer or a salesperson. So um, I think looking at the whole person's uh, a great way to uh, to assess. Anything else you're thinking there in terms of Gen Z's? Again, like I said at the beginning, I think we want to invite them to tell their story, right? Share their interests, their plans for the future. That helps us as well. Um, You know, fuel their energy and passion to whatever, you know, they've applied for, whether like you say, it's a coding person or a marketing person, or are they a salesperson? Are they curious? Mm -hmm. They have a fight, you know? Um, But here's the thing. We're talking about Gen Z's, but with millennials and Gen Z's, I mean, there's 80 million millennials in the U.S. right now, right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that's who you're hiring. You're not hiring us old dogs anymore. It's like like (laughs) rabbits. They're uh, running around. Um, Absolutely. But there's lots of great strategies. I think, Rick, you mentioned you were just going to talk specifically about some sales ones. Yeah. So, so if you're interviewing a sales uh, for a sales position and uh, some things that, that we advise our clients to do, number one, absolutely go to video, right? Mm-hmm. You want to see the person, you want to see their environment, you want to see the attire they show up in, you want to hear the tone of their voice, and you want to use maybe mediums like which that they'd be communicating with the customer. So maybe it's a phone one time, video next time. But I would highly suggest a virtual interview first before an in-person. Allow you to screen quicker, get through the ones that, you know, aren't a fit, et cetera. Absolutely. And it's funny how many people still do the traditional resume, filter resumes, ABCs, and then book an in-person meeting. And I'm just a suggestion, but I'd go virtual. Some questions that I think you want to ask are, um, maybe, you know, non-traditional um, would be how many videos have you posted in the last month on, on social media? Now, what you're looking for there is their readiness to step up A, on video and B, obviously on social media. Now, this is assuming, by the way, you've looked at their digital DNA before the interview. You're not, you know, you know they're not out there, you know, doing things that wouldn't be congruent with your, your corporate culture. The other thing that we suggest you look for is a lot of them don't have much presence on LinkedIn because this is a business platform. They're coming off Snapchat. But uh, whatever their kind of digital network is, is perceived by many employers now as, as digital value or an asset they're bringing with them. Um, here's another question that we ask is, uh, suggest asking is, you know, why did you apply for the position? Because a lot of them have no idea. <laughs> they just, they just want a job. And, 
uh, we'll actually throw them the decoy and say, listen, you know, I'm not sure if sales might be best for you. We may have a position opening up in customer service because you've got a good personality. You like people. How would you feel about maybe some of that customer service? And if they go for that, then chances are they may not be as, as focused on really becoming the elite sales performer that you're hoping. Now, this, this is general, but it seems to be working for our clients. Mm-hmm. The other thing I like to ask uh, is, you know, what other positions are you, are you looking at right now? And that's going to give you a feel for the field of, of, of prospects they've got. If they say, hey, look, I'm, you know, if I don't get this job with you, I'm going to go down and do blank. And if it's not congruent with the sales role, then you know they may, again, just be looking for any job versus saying, hey, look, at right now, I'm a lead candidate with this sales position, with this company, this company, this company. You know, okay, these people are focused on being a sales or marketing uh, professional. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that uh, I like to do is like a speed round of rate yourself one to 10, okay? Mm-hmm. And you'd have a list of skills. Now, uh, heaven forbid I ask them spelling because we all know <laughs> Gen Z's are great spellers. So they're oh, 10 dear. out of 10. <laughs> I don't know if uh, the ones many I've met can spell 10, but uh, <laughs> um, I mean that with all due respect uh, and experience, by the way. But, uh, you know, how would you rate yourself one to 10 on this, 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 and just see what they say, because I think their reaction is going to surprise you. And obviously, if they're scoring high every time, there's got to be a crack in terms of their story. Um, the last thing that uh, I would suggest, and I've done this before for many years when I was a sales manager, VP of sales, is you ask people at the end of the interview, if they feel like they're a good candidate, they presented well, you probably put them in some situations, say, hey, you know, if this was a situation you were faced with, these situational questions, right, how would you handle it? Let's say at the end, though, you feel like you've got a good candidate and you want to take the next step. A lot of times there's that kind of uh, difficult uh, point where they're going to ask you, or they want to know how much does the job pay, right? Mm-hmm. It's the first mm-hmm. question, or they're going to Always. text somebody when they leave. <laughs> um, and you maybe don't want to come out if it's not a published uh, pay band uh, with how much you're paying. And so to close that gap, often what, what I suggest our clients do is just say, hey, it sounds like you've got a lot of skills that would be very uh, good in this role. And I'm just wondering, like, how much do you charge for your services? And then full stop. Now, what you're trying to do here is get them to bid, obviously, on what their income expectations are. And uh, it's not with malicious intent. It's just so you don't lead off with some number as the employer. And meanwhile, they weren't expecting that. And you might be overpaying potentially for someone that really is unproven in terms of the sales role. So those would be my hot list of questions for Gen Z slash millennial sales super performers looking to join your team. Those are good ones. Um, Something I thought of, Rick, that we always implement here, and I know we're in our clients, we've coached them on that as well, is, hey, do you get a thank you back after the after the interview? Right. Because like you talked about doing that, you know, virtual interview first before an in-person, if you even do an in-person nowadays with, with Gen Z's and millennials, and then, Hey, are they really interested? Right. And I think that applies specifically to sales. Like how are they going to, that shows you how they're going to follow up with their potential clients and prospects. It's so true what you're saying, you know, every year I talk to the graduating class uh, of digital marketing uh, graduates at Fanshawe college. Mm -hmm. And, and the most popular talk is uh, like seven ways to get any job you're looking for. And my seventh thing is exactly what you just said, um, follow up. And uh, not unlike sales, you know, as an employer, if you're an employer listening right now or watching, you know what it means to have seven people interview or three people, whatever. And that one person says, hey, thanks very much. I'm really eager. 
uh, but maybe potential opportunities. It just makes the world a difference. And if you're a Gen Z listening right now, okay, mm-hmm. and we're on one of your six screens you got going, maybe you <laughs> want to send them a thank you note for uh, taking your uh, interview. Good Absolutely. point. Absolutely. I think yeah. it's a really important one. All right. Well, so as we wrap up, nuggets. <laughs> yeah, lots of nuggets. Hey, and Gen Z's are not easy. Uh, as I said earlier, the millennials were the warm up round, but get ready. These digital natives are coming your way. And we want to try and give you some light today on questions you could ask strategies. I think Melissa's points about the story, um, you know, really we're hiring the person to represent our company, our brand. And the more we know about their story, not just their skill set. Uh, I think would serve you very well. I thought that was a really good point you made there, Melissa. So thank you for joining us today as your virtual host role and also your (laughs) recruiter, interviewer, slash pitbull role, whatever you want to call it. Many hats, many hats. (laughs) On behalf of that and Shrek, uh, thank you for joining the Smarketing Show today. Good luck and good hiring. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Smarketing Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please like, share, and subscribe to get the latest B2B insights to help you market and sell to win.